Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com, and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. Welcome, everybody, to one of the most highly anticipated whiskey quickies of the year, where we take a look at the 2021 release of the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. This is the World Series of Bourbon. It really is. It, it makes you, like, appreciate all that bourbon media work you do <laughs> just like, to get these the samples. <laughs> you get, it comes in the mail, and you're like, we made it. It's finally here. Yes. But the big news is, is uh, we'll be able to bring them out one by one here, but I'm sure you've heard by now. And that is the fact that there is no George T. Stag this year because the 15-year-old barrels did not meet the distiller's requirement for taste standards according to what they had said. So there's various measures of quality that go into Buffalo Trace's bourbon, everything from checking turbidity and testing samples using gas chromatography. And but the most discriminating, or sorry, discriminating taste test of all is, of course, the human palate. So they've gone... Uh, everybody that has been there, they've gone through all kinds of sensory training analysis, and they said that if one taster disagrees, the barrel is sent back to be aged longer. And I know that we've had a chance to talk to some folks at Buffalo Trace. We understand the quality and the integrity of the people that are there as well. So if they didn't think it was that good, we should probably just go ahead and say, you're probably right. And yeah. Maybe saved us a little bit. Yeah, it's better to hold it back and... Let it keep getting better. Instead there's, of there's such a huge bar with. I it. know everybody's so excited. You don't want them to be disappointed. Yeah. You don't want a thumbs down on these. <laughs> you don't want a thumbs down. Yeah, I don't know if we've ever gotten a thumbs down on a VTAC, but let's go ahead and we'll dive in with our first one. And this is Eagle Rare 17. So this is 101 proof, which a few years ago got raised from 90 to 101 proof. This was distilled in the spring of 2003, so it might say Eagle Rare 17, but actually it's 18 years and six months old. And it was aged on the first floor of Warehouse P. And thanks to our good friends over at Breaking Bourbon, they did some evaporation loss calculations for us. And they said that this suffered about a 64% evaporation loss. And of course, with all of these, it's going to have a price tag of around $100 at suggested retail price. Best value of bourbon. Yes. <laughs> if you can find it. The whole point is that word suggested. So let's go ahead and dive in with the nose here. Ooh, hints of sweet oak. Yeah. Cherry. I definitely I mean, that cherry, cherry cordial in there. Almost like a whipped cream a little bit too. Yeah, some froth, it, like froth or some, some whipped cream froth. I would think if, uh, if I could put an angel food cake in a nose, like this might be it. Yeah, I could see that, like a strawberry short shortcake mm -hmm. kind of flavor. Whip, whipped cream, you know. All, all that are in there. Absolutely. All right, on to the taste here. Mm. Yeah, that's rich. It goes in that cherry, like almost like a black, dark cherry. 
It's definitely like is, a, a Godiva chocolate or something. With that, I was going to say a Luxardo or like maybe not Luxardo, but it's definitely a like a, a dark cherry for sure. Yeah, with some like real like dark. I'm getting a lot of dark chocolate, some little cacao in there, but some nice like oak and like a leathery kind of mahogany. I don't know. Some something in there. I it's know. good. I'm going to go in one more time. Just it's really it's, it's really like just keeps unfolding flavors as you mm -hmm. let it sit. Yeah, I mean, there's some, there'll be some berries and some fruitier notes in there. Uh, definitely that sweet oak profile. However, it's not uh, not overly complex or crazy, but I think it's still, I mean, actually, I take it back. It's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really liking this. Yeah, I was about we to know say. where this is going to go. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and rate it then. On the nose, where you at? Thumbs up. Loved it. Mm, I agree. And the taste? Two thumbs up for me. I mean, that's... It just keeps the layers keep going. It's perfectly balanced. It's mm. fruity, sweet. There's oak. There's everything you want in a bourbon. Yeah, I was trying to pick it apart, but I just couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it really is that good. And on the finish, thumbs up. It's uh, got a nice little tannic oak finish, but it's not like off-putting, bitter or anything. Um, it's like I said, it's perfectly balanced. There's a nice spice there. Uh, this is really good. I agree. All right, so that's Eagle Rare 17 for 2021. Stay tuned for the next one. All right, we're back for part two of this 2021 antique collection review. And now we're going to take a look at probably the, the heaviest hitter. Well, it's probably going to be the heaviest hitter this year. And it is the William Luber Weller. And this is the, of course, uncut, unfiltered, weeded recipe bourbon. And this 2021 release was distilled in the winter of 2009 making it 12 and a half years old and aged in warehouse C, D, K, L, and Q. And it comes in at 125.3 proof. And of course, once again, thanks to our friends over at Breaking Bourbon, who said this had about a 73% evaporation loss. Oh, and you gotta see that logarithm. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> kind of be like, what's your spreadsheet really say over yeah. here? Just throw in another uh, 64. <laughs> <laughs> 73. Sounds good. Yeah. People will buy it. They're eating it up. And of course, $100 again. All right. Well, this one's usually, most years, my favorite. It's a, I'm usually the stag person. He's the Weller person. The last year's stag was my favorite. It was, it was good. All right. Actually, I think you were, Igor were 17 last year was probably it for me. That was two years ago. It might have been. All right. Let's go ahead and dive in. Uh, definitely some chocolate. Yeah. And some hot tamale, cinnamon kind of candy, like a sweet cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Kind of note. I don't usually get like cherry cordial on these notes. I'm not really getting that on this more. It's more dense. Yeah, it's more like hot cinnamon tamale. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you there. Um, it is. It's, it's a little more dense. Um, I don't want to say it's, it's fruit forward or chocolate forward, but a little more, I don't know, packs a punch. And on the taste... I think a little bit more of that nose kind of just kind of keeps developing there. Yeah, you got some of that like sweet candy, but with like a cinnamon, you know, like a hot tamale candy. Or maybe it's, just like, a, it's not like a, a big red hot, but maybe it's just like the little baby ones or something like that. Yeah, definitely like a cinnamon spicy candy is what I'm getting, which is unusual for these. Usually, you know, they're very sweet, um, creamy kind of, um, where this is more kind of on the spicy cinnamon spectrum. I do get, uh, of course, a little bit of leather. 
a um, little bit more of the oak influence in with it as well, especially on the taste and the back palate. Yeah. Um, it's more of like that richer taste that's that's coming with it. Yep, absolutely. All right, so let's go ahead and rate it on the nose. Where are you at? I'm sideways for this. I was really kind of one more some, like I'm used to, the, that big cherry note, creamy, chocolatey kind of type of note. It's true. It's true. It was missing that a little bit this year. But on the taste, how do you think it fared? I'm going to go sideways. I'm, I'm usually... I'd say thumbs up. I, I mean, it's good. I'm nitpicking because I have something in my mind when I'm going. This is different. So if you like, you know, those big, bold, spicy flavors, this is what... Usually with Will & Rue, I like that creamy chocolate um, kind of cherry note. And, and again, the bar set really high. Yeah. I mean, this is what you expect out of an uh, antique collection every year. And on the finish, how would you say? This is going to be weird, but I'm going to give it a thumbs up. It's actually okay. like better on the back end than it is the front mid palette. So That's like, where I said as that it, leather came in. Yeah. It's really that, that richness. And so it's like, I love the, I love the, yeah, the, what sits on the back palette, some of that leathery, um, there is kind of, you know, that spice lingers. It's very nice on the back end. So it's, it's weird for me that I'm going sideways to thumbs up, but it's better on the back palette for me. Hey, it's okay. We're letting the people know what you think because you're the people's champion. Oh uh, yeah, they don't care. <laughs> All right, so that is the 2020 release of William Blue Weller. Stick with us because Thomas H. Handy is next. All right, now we're looking at Thomas H. Handy. And this is, of course, the uncut and unfiltered straight rye whiskey. And this year's Handy was distilled in the spring of 2015, making it six years old and uh, six years and four months. And it was aged in warehouses I-L-O-N-K, and has a proof point of 129.5, which makes this the highest proof released for the 2020 release and, or sorry, the 2021 antique collection. Uh, of course, this being a younger age, uh, Breaking Bourbon put it in their spreadsheets, 31% evaporation loss. <laughs> and this is again, $100 SRP. I want to see like a live stream of them, like plugging in the numbers dun, 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 to, dun. to see what comes out <laughs> on there. Magic spreadsheet. Like like, I love it. Like they're sitting there like like stocks. Like they're just yeah. like, buy, sell, buy, sell. Exactly. <laughs> it can't be that enticing or crazy, could it? No, it's just, yeah, it's, I don't know. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and go with the nose here. Hmm. Get pickle rye. Yeah, you got some spearmint, little piney, lemony. The lemon, lemongrass. Um, there's some kind of like, uh, like dusty funk kind of slight hint there in the back. Kind of when I'm, you might be reaching for that one. I don't well, know if no, I get that, but there's definitely just, like I said, a typical rye profile. I mean, six and a half years old, it's kind of just falls in line with what we see with a lot of rye offerings on the market. So, yep. All right. So in with the taste. Mm. That's a good flavor explosion. Yeah, it's very sweet, sugary, like explosion out the front. Like we're expecting just like a big spearmint bomb, but it's got that nice like candied, uh, like candy grape flavors. Um, and then kind of opens up in that lemon and those piney flavors kind of towards develop towards the back end. Yeah, I think you're right. There is some of that like that hard candy quality. Do you, do you remember those hard candies that you like have in your grandma's? The rock candy? Well, no, I mean... I, 
your grandma had rock candy hanging around? No. Well, maybe from Gatlinburg. <laughs> she just like. No, I say like my, my grandma always had, it was like those strawberries that were always like wrapped in that hard oh, candy. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Like it had a little bit of that going on with me. Yeah, it's very um, fruity, sweet. A lot, of, a lot of sugary components to the front end of this. Which I think was kind of unexpected coming yeah. from William Ruweller, which we were like, oh, this is a crazy co complex thing. And then you come here and you're like, wait a minute, completely different. Like this has a lot more flavor going on, in my opinion, than the William Ruweller did. Yep, exactly. Yeah. It, whereas the William it, you would expect that with a rye, what the William Ruweller had with a big, bold, like spiciness, this is more sweet, sugary, and kind of just opens up to a nice spicy finish. Yeah. Right. Especially surprising at that proof. I, exactly. Let's go ahead and rate it on the nose. Oh, sideways. I mean, there, it wasn't, you know, there's some typical rye nose, but it's nothing like, there's nothing offensive or great about it. So. Yeah, it's just, it's right there in the middle. Yep. And on the taste. Thumbs up. I, I really like this one. Uh, that sugary, sweet note I really enjoyed. And it just kind of kept opening up to those lemony, citrusy kind of piney notes that, that were nice. And the finish. Thumbs up. It's got a nice spice to it. It's not overpowering. It just kind of sits there, you know, with those nice, like, citrusy herbal notes. I, I agree. I think the taste and the finish on this one were probably the most surprising for me by far. Uh, well, probably one of my favorite handies to date. Yeah, it's kind of hard to say 129 is, like, perfectly balanced, but it's, really it's pretty good. well, it's a well-rounded whiskey, and they did a really good job on this one. Yeah, and typically handies don't lead for me in, uh, in antique collections, but this one is probably, again, one of my favorites I've had in a long time from this collection, so. Yep. Stick with us. We got one more left. All right. And we're back with the final component with the 2021 release of the Antique Collection. And we're looking at Sazerac 18 Year. Now, Sazerac 18 Year has an awesome history. It used to come from the tanked stuff, which was from eons ago that people really, really loved. There was a few odd years in between. And then I believe it was last year. Last year was really it good. It was really good. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but it like a complete 180 from what it was. But it's been that was evaporation rates were just dialed in. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They, they nailed it. I don't know what yeah. it was. But here's a little bit of the details for this one. Uh, so these barrels were filled in the spring of 20, sorry, of 2003, making it 18 years and six month old, which is the same exact age as the EcoWare 17. These rested on the second and fourth floors of warehouses K and P. It is bottled at 90 proof. And you want to guess the evaporation loss on this one? Oh, at 18, 70%. Dear Lord, you're good. 69%. 69%. Okay. 69%. Very, very good. I now have the breaking bourbon spreadsheet <laughs> in my head. So, All right. Let's go ahead and we'll dive in with the nose. Oh, that smells Ooh, good. That does smell good. It's like almost, that's, that has more of a dusty characteristic to it. Hmm. Yeah, there's almost like a like we did a barrel finish in rum, the rum springa, like the barrel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that like it's just got some a little bit more vibrant fruit notes. Yeah, vibrant nose. fruit nose, like yeah, that yeah. that nose is something else. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's hard to describe, but it. Just trust us. It's good. Yeah. All right. Let's see if the, the taste follows through. Yeah. It translates to the taste. There's some nice, like, cinnamon raisin bread, like, buttery, gooey kind of. I'd say the buttery aspect comes through. Like, you definitely yeah. feel like a, a softer, like, inviting 
taste profile as it comes in because it's not like handy that was like phew, explosion. Yeah. I mean, at 90 proof, you're looking at definitely a 30 point proof difference, but the flavor profile is a lot different too. This is a lot more oak influence, not near as fruity, um, but more like dense and compact, if you will. Yeah, there's some nice oak flavors there. There's some like uh, like a little bit of tobacco. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's a really good sipping whiskey that's not going to like overpower you. And there's layers and layers of flavor that are unfolding as it sits there on the palate. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I, I enjoy it. Uh, I think the 90 proof kind of just takes away from it a little bit um, just because, you know, you don't get that sort of expl- uh, flavor explosion. It doesn't really linger on too much. But again, it might just be me. But we'll see what Ryan has to say here. On the nose, where you at? Thumbs up. I, I can't describe the nose, but I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, there's a lot of good things going on. Like I said, it had a little bit of a dusty characteristic yeah. to it, but not... Like dusty funk rum, kind of like a lot of crazy flavors going on. Yeah. Aromas. Not flavors, aromas. That, that raisin brand in there, which you said, or something like that. Yeah. Might have been pretty close. And the taste. Thumbs up. I really liked it. Yeah, it's uh, it's soft, it's delicate, but there's a lot of flavors that unfold as it, as it, as it goes moves through your palate. I agree. But the finish, where you at? Uh, sideways. It, it, you know, it kind of falls a little flat. Um, it's almost a little bitter on the back end. Um, some of that oak really picks up, and so, but uh, it, it's not bad. It's just kind of average for me. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think, granted, Sazerac eighteen. It's an eighteen year old plus product fantastic whiskey for what it is but at 90 proof i think you just lose a little bit of that for maybe the more than average bourbon consumer that's out there that really wants to try it and they try it and they you know it's great flavor but it doesn't leave that lingering taste that you want for you know like a minute or two after anything like that yeah it'd be nice if it's a little more viscous a little more you know heavier on the palate than but it's it's light delicate and a nice sipping whiskey that you can sit in your leather chair and Talk to your bourbon club about it. (laughs) For sure. All right, we'll be back in a second as we wrap up the 2021 Antique Collection. But hold on, hold on. This just in, we actually do have George T. Stagg 2021 release. We just got a word that they sent out something uh, and it has fresh leather notes. Ryan, can you show everybody we're talking about here? This just in from FedEx. Um, We just got... This year's 2022, 2021 stag. Yes. Uh, yeah, it smells of mm, nice leather. A little smoke, you know, from the then embossing or whatever you call it. Whatever. It's <laughs> hot stamping. But they did send us a leather coaster with George C. Stag on it yeah. as no, kind of a replacement stuff. on it. But I do kind of want to get your thoughts on this one. Do you have a standout favorite that was yours? Me? Yeah, you. Oh, Eagle Rare by far. Mm-hmm. Eagle Rare 17 was uh really good surprisingly handy was uh probably my second favorite yeah and then the sazerac 18 and then i mean surprisingly willing really well or was finished last for me not that it was bad it just wasn't what i'm used to from there it i was, mean, uh, honestly you had the same exact lineup as i did i thought igor 17 was phenomenal i thought this is probably one of the best handies in years william Weller finished dead last for me I don't know. There was just something really missing in William Lewis Weller that it just felt, uh, you know, kind of one dimensional. It didn't really have a, a whole lot of expansion going on with it. But the handy is what really surprised me. I thought that was, if we consider like the breakout star of the year, like that's going to be the handy this year for me. 
the upset, the 16 over the one. Yeah. The handy, <laughs> the handy did it. He did it this year. One shining moment. But I want to say thank you all for sticking with us. This has been the review of the 2021 Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. Cheers. And if you only watch it for this, make sure you subscribe to everything else that we do for every other single review, as well as Whiskey Quickies on Tuesdays. We have our podcast release on Thursdays, and we have This Week in Bourbon on Fridays that you can only get on podcast channels. So make sure you subscribe there as well. Cheers, everybody. We'll see you next time.